Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Jim Irizarry, hello. Hope your uh, hope your Thursday going all right. I've had better days. <laughs> uh, everything brought to you by Budweiser, of course, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this buds for you. Also by Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michigan's most favorite pizza since 1978. Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. For surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget, call Tim at 574-232-9981. And by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana, Hunger is a Story We Can End. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Uh, South Bend Cubs tonight, 645 pregame. We'll uh, take you on up to that uh, to that game. They're uh, looking to extend their winning streak to nine. That's that's something right there. Head on out to Four Winds Field. It's going to be a beautiful night. Uh, and, of course, you know, take us with you. You can listen on the app. You can listen on a radio. Whatever. All available, wsbtradio.com. So take us with you to the game and uh, enjoy yourselves, huh? Eh? Okay. Uh, let's see here. What do uh, what do I want to get to first today? I've got just a litany of stuff. Like, there's... Tons, tons of stuff. NFL schedule, of course, taking up a, 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 a pretty good chunk of that. The NFL, once again, marketing basically paperwork into this giant event. <laughs> Did it with the draft. Hell, hell, they're doing it with the combine even, for crying out loud. With guys just running the 40 and doing high jumps and other things that they'll never have to do on a football field ever again. They're turning that into a, into a rock concert, for God's sakes. We'll, uh, we'll go through the Bears schedule. Apparently the Bears schedule leaked earlier today. Of course, you know, nothing official until the NFL says it's official. But uh, this, this, looks, this looks pretty pretty spot on. As far as a schedule goes, so we'll kind of go through, uh, kind of go through that, and some Vegas odds on on the Bears. <laughs> Let's just say, uh, <laughs> not great. <laughs> Plus ten thousand to win Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Just saying. I mean, not the worst by any stretch. There's there's far worse. I got I got to look at and see who's who's worse than that, but plus ten thousand, not great odds. <laughs> Nil continuing to uh, be a hot button issue. You know, it's like I guess tis the season for all the nil you know ugliness to uh, to come out, and you know NCAA really didn't make too many regulations as far as just legalizing it it's it was kind of left up to states and each state is different and for the most part it was pushed through a lot of states just legislation just pushed through just kind of written like getting this basic worksheet nothing really on it maybe a couple of multiple choice questions a story problem or two course ncaa trying to backtrack a little bit trying to get some regulations on on nil deals 
and one one of the guys, <laughs> one of the guys, uh, kind of saying, "Hey, this is the this is this is life now, buds." This is Notre Dame's Mike Bray. I was not expecting Mike Bray to, you know, throw his hat so convincingly into that ring, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. God love him for it. Mike Mike Bray, for those of us in sports media, kind of a wild card. It's kind of fun to to listen to him in press conferences. It's kind of fun to watch him in post game uh, interviews and things like that. Because, like I said, a little bit of a wild card. You really don't know what he's going to say or how he's going to say it. And when you have a guy like that. You almost kind of got to treat him like a unicorn in that respect. It's like, it's, oh my God, a, a guy with, with an actual thought as opposed to, yeah, we just didn't execute X as a nose. Or, you know, if you're Brian Kelly, you know, just throwing people under the bus. Letting, <laughs> letting the sound of a body being run over by a train, you know, that, that being your postgame quote. But Mike Braithrow, you know, Saying coaches have have got to stop complaining. Said that Tuesday at the ACC's annual spring meetings. He continues, this is the world we're in, and the last time I checked, we make pretty good money. So everybody should shut up and adjust. I can't really argue that. Like, that's that's actually a step in reality which the NCAA kind of likes to separate itself from sometimes. And it is, it, it, it is life right now in, in the world of NIL and the NCAA and college sports and, and whatnot. This, this is just the way things are right now. You can't do things the old way. You can't expect things to be changed quickly. Things aren't going to change fast enough. But you gotta adapt with the change. You gotta roll with the punches, basically, as far as this stuff goes. You had uh, reports late last month: Miami basketball player Isaiah Wong would transfer if not offered more NIL money. Although he ultimately denied the rumors, decided to stay with the Hurricanes. Pitt wide receiver Jordan Addison entering the transfer. Transfer portal earlier this month amid allegations of tampering from other schools and rumors of an NIL deal valued in the millions. But until there's any any sort of regulation, Mike Bray's right. Like, it's just the way things are. So we're just until things change, which they probably will change. However, the legal wranglings have to go with that. I'm obviously I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea how those things will go. I have no idea how long those things will take. It seems though that whenever things do need to be changed in like a desperate measure sort of thing, things get pushed through. Much like you know, NIL being legalized. <laughs> NIL deals being legally allowed. He's right. Coaches do make pretty damn good money. Not all of them are driving around in, or at least have the money to buy, you know, to drive around in Bentleys and Range Rovers and things like that, but a coach does all right. The NCAA Division One realm of sports, coach does okay. He does okay. All of them do. You don't see, you know, Mike Bray working part time at at Home Depot or anything like that. You, you don't see that happening. It's not exactly short on cash, okay? The 
the aftermath of everything, booster groups have, have formed at a majority of FBS schools, especially, including here at Notre Dame. I think IU also in the state. You know, a bunch of FBS schools are 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 taking taking this on, offering lucrative NIL deals to both recruits and current players. And even the you know the schools are getting involved too, trying to filter some of that money into worthwhile causes, causes that the university is really you know. This is our cause. This is what we're raising money for. And that's commendable. That kind of that should teach a student athlete some sort of lesson, right? About handling, you know, about being responsible with money, giving you a charity, being a responsible way of doing things with your money. Bray says he's doubtful that the NCAA's enforcement efforts are going to be successful. As uh, the NCAA you know, wants to better enforce rules restricting NIL deals. Doesn't think that they're going to be successful. And pff, there's one thing that we've learned about the NCAA. They're not exactly efficient. <laughs> they're not exactly good at enforcing rules. You know, unless it's some minor pro, you know, like mid-level type school, then they throw the hammer down. They'll throw the hammer down on it, you know, on anybody not in like, say, the ACC or the Big Ten or the SEC, Big 12. But if a school from the MAC runs any sort of a foul... Boom. Bray thinks that the uh, the power to address such a uh, largely unregulated market is ultimately going to have to fall to the individual conferences. And again, I don't know how the how the conferences can can do that because if you just left it to the states to kind of dictate these things. Don't you still have to leave things to the state? Like, it just seems like there's a whole bunch of legal maneuvering that still has to go on with everything in order for any of it to work, and that just means more and more time for these regulations to actually go into effect, which means everybody who's against student-athletes getting any sort of money whatsoever are still going to be gnashing their teeth until hell or down to the nerve. <laughs> Just having a gum everything, everything's a milkshake now. Everybody should shut up and adjust. Times like that, you know, it's it's almost like he's a poet laureate. Just has the right thing to say, and that is the right thing to say. Because until they until they regulate it, until they figure out how to regulate it, it's the wild west, and everybody needs to adjust to it. A little bit later on, uh, we got to talk. Now well, let's see. NFL schedule, like I said, you know, Bears schedule getting getting leaked a little bit. Go through that. Go through uh, the uh, the schedule reveal. The big event tonight. Even even though two leagues are in playoff rounds with elimination on <laughs> on the horizon for multiple for multiple teams. In each league, uh, paperwork overshadows actual gameplay. <laughs> man, the NFL. I, I swear, man. They they got it on lock. 
got it on lock. I will also get to uh, my five NFL teams that I don't need shoved down my throat every football weekend. It's a fun little list. As I was looking at it before the show, I even uh, a team came across my mind where I was like, oh my God, how did I leave them off the list? Like I'm, I'm pretty happy with this list. Like this, this is this is a decent list. <laughs> decent. <laughs> it's an awesome damn list. But the team that I that came into my mind that I left off this list has been a team that has basically been shoved down everybody's throat every football weekend. For as long as we can remember. It's not a, it's not a New York team. They did each of them did get an honorable mention. There are a couple of honorable mentions on this list. So it's my five, you know, or more NFL teams that I don't need shoved down my throat every football weekend, but uh we'll uh we'll go through that. Maybe maybe I try to shove that team in, that that team that I've just randomly left off. Maybe I try working them back in. Maybe maybe that's what we do. If you like free stuff, we've got it for you. Fully loaded comedy festival with Burt Kreischer featuring Burt Kreischer, the Machine. If you listen to his podcast, if you listen to uh, to uh, his podcast that he does with Tom Segura, just hilarious. Hilarious. Multiple Netflix specials. That's his. That's his little festival right there. That's and it's going to be the first stop on the tour too. So they're going to be good and ready. Not having to deal with too much of a hangover anyway. <laughs> Bert likes to drink a lot. But uh, also featuring Sal Volcano. Uh, you know him from Impractical Jokers. Also Taylor Tomlinson. She's very funny. Uh, Big J Okerson as well. All of them. You know, if you have any sort of questions about what kind of comedy they do. All over Netflix. All over YouTube. Go, go find them. Just just a just a cool little concept for a festival too. Minor league ballparks, a racetrack, an indoor arena, and an outdoor amphitheater. <laughs> That's where it's going. That's just cool. Uh sign up to win tickets to that at uh, Four Winds Field on Thursday, June sixteenth. Sign up to win at WSBTradio.com slash contests. Real easy. It asks for your name, your email address. Maybe your phone number, and that's it. And click. And who knows? You may be walking out with a, you know, walking away with a pair of tickets to a pretty damn good time on on June sixteenth. WSBTRadio.com/slash/contest. Fully loaded comedy festival tickets for free. For free. Talk a little bit about Tom Brady and uh, his new paycheck coming up. Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat rolling on. The expansion of Tom Brady's wallet will uh, continue to roll on uh, whenever he decides to actually hang it up. Like, it's no given that he's actually going to retire after this coming season, even. He's retired for a month. 
Also, how annoying does his family have to be? <laughs> the man the man spent a month with his with his wife and children unfettered from any sort of responsibility to the NFL. Free. And within a month, he was clawing his way back in. <laughs> how how terrible of people do they have to be? And how how bad of a how bad of a father does Tom Brady have to be? You know, how bad of a husband does he have to be? What kind of people are we dealing with in that household? Anyway. So yeah, Tom Brady's playing this season. Of course, last season it didn't look like he was ready to give it up, quite honestly. And also he's still playing better than a lot of the young guys, even. So we really have no idea when he's going to hang it up. We have no idea. But Fox Sports backing up the Brinks truck for him, though. He'll join them as its lead NFL analyst when his playing career ends. Again, when's that going to be? Fox didn't disclose terms of the deal, but the New York Post, who, oh, by the way, is owned by the same company that owns Fox, reported that the seven-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback has agreed to a 10-year, $375 million contract, the most lucrative in sports broadcasting history. He'll, uh, he'll work alongside lead play-by-play announcer Kevin Burkhart. He'll also work as an ambassador for Fox with a focus on client and promotional initiatives. This is going to sound really rooted in jealousy. But $375 million? Don't get me wrong. If you can command that kind of money, go out and get it. If you got somebody who's going to just print X amount of dollars, like they just give you a blank check and say, put a number down, any number down, whatever. We don't care. We don't care how high it is. We don't care how ridiculous this number is. Put any number down. We'll pay it. If you can garner that kind of attention, if you can garner that kind of respect from another company, from a corporate entity, go out, get get that cash. Go get that loot, man. But for guys like me, <laughs> We've been trying to create content and trying to get our names out there and just clawing our way through this, let's face it, cesspool of media. Uh, For those of us who've just been clawing away for, in some cases, 20 years, the fact that this guy just comes in and commands that kind of money for something he's never done before is a little aggravating. And like I said, totally jealous of it. Totally jealous of it. He's, he's apparently, you know, Tom Brady has given us that sort of impression to where Take a money and add $50 million to it may not be enough. Okay. The fact, though, that, I mean, this could, this could totally just blow up like the Hindenburg. And what sucks is that it would probably take Kevin Burkhart down, too, and with Joe Buck moving to ESPN and Kevin Burkhart getting moved up from from their number two crew for the NFL, 
I I hope that they that they see what they have in Kevin Burkhart because he's really good. Burkhart's really good. Put the fact that he used to work with uh, with the Mets on their broadcast on SNY and, and and whatnot. Put that on the table too. You know, so I've got like a little bit of an a little bit of an attachment to him there. Like I've seen his work for a while, but he's really good, and he's really good on Fox's NFL coverage. Whenever you see their number two game before they go into America's Game of the Week, like he's really good. And if Tom Brady brings him down. Like I'm gonna, I'm, I may lose it, I may lose it. I could be putting out a warning right now for losing it in two to five years. Who knows? But at some point in the next two to five years, I anticipate possibly losing, losing my crap because of Tom Brady just flaming out spectacularly, like. Can anybody can anybody point out one interesting thing that Tom Brady has said in his NFL career? Anything at all anything that's not typical player speak, anything that's not just football related. I thought we were kind of going to get that more with with him being out from under Bill Belichick in New England. I thought we were going to get you know more personality from Tom Brady. And sure, he, you know he's he's going to be the type of player that he is. But I figured he there'd be a little bit more of a gregarious tone to him, a more a more cheerful tone, a, a more quite honestly pleasant tone to him. When has he ever said anything interesting whatsoever? Like, you look at a guy like Madden, who, who did it for so long. He's said interesting things. He really has. He, he said tons of interesting things in the course of his broadcast career, and as a coach as well. Tons of them. You could write a book. The Madden documentary that came out late last year. Just filled with stuff. It's what makes it so good, quite honestly. But Tom Brady, like, I have absolutely no desire. And I haven't had any desire. Case in point, he's had that Man in the Arena documentary available on ESPN Plus for a while now. Like it's it's been on there. And they've been re- you know slowly releasing every episode of that as uh, as as time has gone on. And my wife is like, "Hey, you want to watch that? You want to, you know, the fact that my wife is asking me if I want to watch a sports documentary." is astounding quite honestly <laughs> like it's just it's just uh, it's just a step out of it's just a step out of everything quite honestly i have not had any inkling whatsoever to watch that thing and i i just feel like i'm not, i'm not going to learn anything new about tom brady i'm not going to come away with some sort of great epiphany about Tom Brady and I don't think that he's going to present any said great epiphany so why are we why is Fox backing up the Brinks truck for that one guy who's got to be loving that though it's got to be Peyton Manning now (laughs) Peyton Manning, all I I bet Peyton Manning all of a sudden is really looking at at 
at a couple of these places and going, hmm, broadcasting's not, not a bad way to go. I have felt that since Peyton Manning has retired, I've, I've often felt that the thing that's been keeping him out of the booth, it isn't the work. It isn't the fact that he doesn't want to talk about football because he clearly does. He totally does. And whenever he does talk about football, he's intelli- you know, he's very good. But it's been the paycheck. Tom Brady with this contract, he, he's made $302 million plus in his career. 23 years so far. He's scheduled to make another $15 million in the 2022 season. Which would uh, top things out at $317 million. He'll make more than that at Fox. In... Like, twice as quick as time. Two and a half times as quick a time, as actually. Like, that's crazy. Like, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe, maybe I'm letting my jealousy cloud my judgment a little bit on this whole subject. But I just don't... Like, he's not going to be the guy who makes me go, I got to watch that game. To be perfectly honest, I think the only crew that's done that for me at all, ever, was Summerall and Madden. That was just John Madden as well, you know, through the various... I guess he just, after after working with Pat Summerall, he just worked with Al Michaels on, on Monday Night Football and then Sunday Night Football. But I, I, I would tune into those games, even if it was a crap game, just because I knew I was at least going to be entertained at some point. I'm not, I'm not catching that from, from Tom Brady. Not, not catching it. Again, I wish him well. I wish him good luck. Keep playing, whatever. Cool. But 375 million. Jeez. My five uh, coming up. My five NFL teams that I don't need to have shoved down my throat every football weekend. It's forthcoming. With uh, With a couple of honorable mentions, too. So, I think the honorable mention list is starting to become as long as the My Five list. But we'll get to that coming up next. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the My Five question of the day. Can you dig it? On Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Every year. It's always a few teams that it looks like they're always in either the 4.30 Sunday afternoon slot or on Sunday, Monday, or Thursday night football where they're just constantly being talked about for really no good reason at all. Teams that may have a large national following or they're the sexy pick heading into the NFL season to really move up the pecking order, whatever. Here's my five NFL teams that I don't need shoved down my throat every football weekend coming up this season. Honorable mentions first. Each of the New York teams, both the Jets and the Giants. Yes, I know it's the biggest media market in the league. I know that's a lot of ad revenue that you can use to talk to the New York market. Even as a Giants fan, though, I don't need to see this team in prime time for at least another four years. Just don't even do it, okay? Not even on Thursday Night Football, which most people aren't even going to be able to find because it's on Amazon. And the Jets? If I wanted to hear anything about the Jets and how they're going to turn it around and really going to t- t- going to contend, I would actually turn on this station from noon to two and listen to Jets mouthpiece Mike Greenberg pontificate on how great of a draft they've had for the last couple of seasons. 
hear more about the Jets on his show than when I lived in New York as a kid, for God's sake. Also on the honorable mention list, the New Orleans Saints. It's over, man. It's over. Drew Brees isn't walking through that door, especially with Sean Payton not being on the other side of it. Is this a bad team? No. Are they great? <laughs> Absolutely not. Rest assured that Jameis Winston will be talked about again this season when he's knocking on the door of the 30-30 club again. All right, let's get to number five. The Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, the silver and black. Time to go to the black hole. No, it's not. Raiders are in one of those cycles where they always seem to be the sexy pick coming out of the AFC West and how they're going to make a ton of noise in the playoffs. Blah, 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 blah. How long has it been now? Three years running now? Of course, they always seem to throw themselves into some sort of controversy, whether it's the players or, in the case of John Gruden last season, the coaches. You know what happens every season with the with the Raiders? Nothing. Bupkis. Always disappointing. And I get Ra- Raiders fans passionate. They're not afraid to treat eight Sundays of the year as Halloween at at at, uh, at their home stadium in Las Vegas, or whenever they decide to go out on the road and terrorize neighborhoods out, you know, on their road trips and whatnot. But at least with Halloween, you're getting some kind of treat. I don't need the Raiders anymore. Number four, and this was the team I couldn't believe that I kept off the list initially, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did it just seem like Ben Roethlisberger being, you know, being basically shown the door by the steel. Did it seem like all that was like really, really over the top last year? Especially for that guy. I don't need the Steelers. I don't I don't need to, to see any Steelers player, any Steelers coach, any former Steelers coach. I don't I don't need them anymore. I don't need them. Your quarterback room is Kenny Pickett. Okay, all right. And Mitchell Trubisky. There's your top two. Don't. Just stop, okay? You're going to be the the doormats of the AFC North. The doormats. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. Man, Aaron Rodgers sure made my list last year. Remember when we we thought we were never going to have to live through anything like Brett Favre's later years in Green Bay ever again? All the trade talk, all the will he or won't he retire garbage. (laughs) What's really going to be fun is when they make the playoffs again because they get to rack up six wins over the Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Oh my. They also get the Jets at home, Miami and Washington on the road. They're probably going to win some combination of the Dallas, New England, Rams, Tennessee quartet that they have on their schedule. Let's say three of four, maybe. And boom, they're winning at least 12 games. And they won't they won't dare get off my TV screen. And of course, if they're on the road to winning at least 12 games, they're going to get flexed into a couple of primetime slots. And there's a couple of primetime slots that we already have been leaked about anyway. Which means more Aaron Rodgers and more of his smug, I said I was immunized face, and that just means America loses, quite honestly. Number two, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are my number two right now. If you think all the the Baker Mayfield talk is bad, you know, where is he going to be traded? Is he going to be traded? Is he going to be released? Where is he going to wind up? Where is he going to play next season? If you think it's bad now, oh, Just wait until you get to the season, all right? Wait until you get to the season because you're going to see Deshaun Watson appearing on every damn pregame show and maybe even a couple of Twitch channels talking about how he's not really a bad person and there's no way at least a couple of the 22 civil lawsuits that he's facing that allege sexual misconduct and assault didn't stem from some sort of impropriety on his part. Now let's not forget the inevitable way this team always happens to lose in a number of heartbreaking ways. <laughs> like, seriously. What do you mean, just Sean can't focus as he's fighting 22 civil lawsuits? 
And then finally, predictably, I think, number one, the Dallas Cowboys. If I never have to see Jerry Jones' face on the sidelines or in a luxury suite or during a pregame show again, it'll still be too soon. For a team that hasn't won anything worth a damn, ooh, the NFC East, whoa, what a, what a murderer's row that division is. For a team that hasn't won anything worth a damn, we sure like anointing them as the next Super Bowl winner. I guess we can thank guys like Michael Irvin and Tony Romo and Moose Johnston and Troy Aikman and Darren Woodson for perpetuating the stereotype that this really is a America's team. Here's a concept, Jerry, for everybody. All right? Here's a concept for you, everybody in the Cowboys media cabal. Win something more than the NFC East. Make it past the divisional round sometime so Gen Z can actually see it instead of having to go on YouTube to find that highlight. Win something worth a damn. Until then, get off my screen. This is the home of the South Bend Cubs. Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. Never get ready to talk, and all of a sudden it's just like this ball of phlegm is coming in. That's what happens when uh, when you get into your 40s, kids. I'm Jim Rizzari. It's Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Uh, NFL uh, announcing their schedule tonight, making paperwork once again the Probably the most watched thing on 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 TV tonight, as far as sports go. How how do they do it? Apparently, the uh, the Bears' schedule leaked earlier today. Now let let's nothing's official until the NFL says it. But. Uh, but this this looks like a, a pretty solid. I mean, we all we already know what teams are playing who. We just don't know like when exactly they're playing them. That's pretty much all this is. So somebody leaked the Bears' schedule. Of course, uh, they've got their new head coach Matt Eberflus, a new era in Chicago Bears football. Um. Let's see, beginning week one against uh, the San Francisco 49ers at Soldier Field, by the way. It might actually be a nice day for football in Chicago. Who'd have thunk? Uh, concluding against the, uh, the their NFC North rival, Minnesota Vikings. Expected to be another losing season in the Windy City as the Bears are given an over-under win total of 6.5. 6-11 and last year under uh, former head coach Matt Nagy. It. This is probably going to be a long season for the Bears. Like that rebuild is going to take more than just this off season. So, let's kind of pump the brakes a little bit, Bears fan. You know, like like some Bears fans are just out of control right now. Who are they? They're not doing enough. Actually, it should be you're not doing enough, huh? I did find it a little strange that they didn't really help themselves in the draft, though, especially trying to get any sort of help for for Justin Fields. This was probably one of those, like, okay, it wasn't very deep in quarterbacks, but it was deep in everything else. And I know they didn't have a first-round pick. That certainly doesn't help. But when you had the depth of, of this year's draft at every other position especially offensive line, and especially at wide receiver. Why, why, didn't, why didn't you make more of an effort? You know? Instead, they, <laughs> instead they drafted a quarterback and a safety with their first two picks. Awesome. They did grab a wideout in the third round, though. Vellis Jones Jr. Jones put up modest numbers in college. Already 25. So, okay. 
like I said, you know, quiet and free agency. There, like, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot that happened with the Bears in this, in this offseason other than them dumping bad contracts and trying to get out and trying to get some money for the future, quite honestly. And that's really all they could do. So, yeah. Year two of the Justin Fields show in, in Chicago, still not going to be great. You'll still be able to see if he's improved or not. But that that win total of six and a half, that over-under of six and a half, I mean, if they do go over, it's to seven. <laughs> I mean, and that's it. Like, I, I don't I don't think they're uh, – this is, this is a double-digit loss team at best. And again, like, this, this draft was so deep, especially, especially with offensive tackles, especially anywhere on the offensive line, quite honestly. And they really didn't do a whole hell of a lot. So if Justin Fields happens to get injured, say hello to new backup Trevor Simeon. Bears cutting uh, Nick Foles. Take that however you, you wish. That may be one of those, uh, you know, let's try and save some money for the future. Let's get, let's try and get as much dead money off of this roster as we possibly can. I mean, you know, that... It's not a good receiving group. It's not a good offensive line. Easily the worst on paper in the NFC North. But, according to this leaked schedule, uh, Chicago tied for the eighth easiest in the league with its opponents combining for a 471 winning percentage. (laughs) That, of course, based on last season's record. (laughs) 471. Woo! Some barn burners here. <coughs> Excuse me. Like I said, opening up week one against the 49ers. Uh, they've alternated wins the last seven times. Who knows what the Niners are going to be? Who the hell knows what the, who the Niners are going to be trotting out a quarterback? Is it, is it going to be Garoppolo? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Are they going make to that, make that move and still pay Jimmy G that much money? Week two, and ugh. well, these teams that I don't need shoved down my throat, but here they are, week two, at the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Why <laughs> Why is it always the Bears at the Packers on Sunday Night Football? Why isn't it the other way around? They play at least one primetime game every season. It's always the one at the Packers. Why? Why is it always that one? And why do we have to watch the Bears get destroyed by the Packers? It's Sunday night, all right? I don't want to... I don't. I just don't want to see that again. I've seen it how many years running now. I don't need to see Bears at Packers on Sunday Night Football again. Week three, they get the Texans. That's kind of a coin toss. Probably one of the one of the few times that Chicago's actually going to be favored this season. That the Bears may be, you know, like a minus three or something on on the spread. That's week three. Week four at the Giants. E gads, that's oh. that's probably another one of those games where the Giants, where the uh, Bears are going to be favored. Just saying. In case you didn't realize this, I have no faith in the Giants whatsoever. None. We're another four years at best, in as far as our rebuild continuing. Uh, week five at the Vikings. Uh, Bears actually snapped a three-game. Actually had a uh, three-game winning streak snapped in the Twin Cities last year with that uh, end-of-season loss, 31-17. to <laughs> Didn't realize that. Week six, 
Thursday night game against Washington. Bears have lost eight of the past nine home games to the Commanders, including the playoffs. That at Soldier Field. Uh, week seven at the Patriots. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that may be another one of those bloodletting games on on, on primetime. This... <laughs> Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, here you go. Here's Bears at Patriots. Ooh, where do I sign up? <laughs> Week 8 at the Cowboys. Uh, Week 9 versus the Dolphins. Okay. Week 10 against the Here's one thing about this schedule. No Thanksgiving game against the Lions. Hey, what a concept. <laughs> Week 11 at the Falcons. Of course, Nick Foles had that big fourth quarter comeback last season. Uh, or at least in their last meeting, which was uh, 2020. That happening uh, November 20th. That's Week 11. Week 12 at the Jets. <sighs> Don't matchup, of course, of of 2021 first round QBs, Justin Fields and and Zach Wilson of the Jets. Um, Okay. We've gone through all the primetime games, by the way. We, we, you know, there's a Monday night game for them, a a Thursday night game, and a Sunday night game. And all of them are not going to be good. The rest of them are all noon starts. <laughs> the rest of them are all getting buried in regional coverage. In fact, expect a lot of Bears games to not be shown <laughs> if, if there's a conflict with the Colts. Wouldn't be surprised. And don't act upset about it either. Uh, week 13 versus the Packers at Soldier Field. Week 14, the bye. That is a long time to have to wait especially for a bad team for their bye. Week 14. Yeesh. Week 15 uh, against the Eagles. Week 16, the Bills at home on Christmas Eve. Fun fact, the Bears' last three NFC North titles came during seasons where they beat the Bills. That's not happening. Either one of those things is not happening. No NFC North title. No, no beating the Bills either. Week 17 at the Lions, and then uh, week 18 wrapping up with uh, with the Vikings. Man, that's not going to be a good game either. Ugh. Like, the games that the Vikings and Bears have played at Soldier Field have just... Like, wasn't one of them 9-7, to seven, the final score? Like, recently? Ugh. So, yeah, that's, that's the Bears schedule. I was looking. I didn't happen to see anything as as far as a Colts schedule goes. But interesting, uh, interesting thing of note as far as the Colts go, according to ESPN's Bill Barnwell, he's projecting that the Colts are going to sign Julio Jones. Jones among his uh, top ten remaining NFL free agent signings. That's gonna that that. It's not the worst move in the world, quite honestly. I mean, they they could use a veteran presence. That that receiving room is very very young. They they could use another guy, especially if T.Y. Hilton doesn't come back. If they decide, you know, to sign him, or if he says nah, and they like to go with Jones instead. Jones is thirty three now, though. But you know that whole familiarity with uh, with Matt Ryan. That may have that may have some benefits to it. Plus he's at least big. 6'3, 220. Like the thing that's killing TY is has been his size and just getting beat up. Like his health really backfired the last couple of seasons. And Julio Jones, I mean, you know he might be able to have a couple of those games where he dips into the fountain of youth again. He's he's probably a Hall of Famer, you know? 
So, yeah, that's that's the one bit of note. Of course, you know, I don't know if this has Andre Johnson written all over it. You remember that season? No? Okay, there's a reason. But, uh... But yeah, that would that that wouldn't be the worst move that the Colts could make. I still think, I still think the Colts should at least hear out what Jarvis Landry has to say. At least see where where he lies money wise. I think I think that would be the better move because then you're not signing. You know, you've got some stability. You've got a veteran presence, but still a guy who's got a lot left in the tank. In Jarvis Landry, like go go sign go sign Jarvis, man. How is he still available? How is Jarvis Landry still available? That's what I'm wondering. Some odds and ends to uh, to pick up as uh, as we inch ever so closer to uh, pregame with the South Bend Cubs. We start those odds and ends right now with Dan Patrick's above the noise on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. About uh, 15 minutes out from uh, South Bend Cubs baseball. Cubs looking to make it nine wins in a row tonight against Fort Wayne. So that's coming up 6.45. First pitch a little bit after uh, after 7 o'clock. Some, uh, some odds and ends. Speaking of baseball, uh, apparently the fact that the Reds put together two winning series... Like last week, they had only won three games total. However, they've had two winning series since then. One against the first-place Milwaukee Brewers. And apparently that made a believer out of someone. According to Caesars Sportsbook, somebody has put $1,000 on the Reds to win the National League Central. The Reds, by the way, seven and twenty-four, and twelve and a half games behind the Brewers. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of money to just throw in a fire. That is that is exactly what's happening there. <laughs> the Brewers, the Reds. Oh my God. I mean that's a that's a diehard fan. I, I'll say that Reds fans stick with their team. They've stuck with their team through some really awful times. Even though ownership makes it a chore, they're sticking with them through this too. Like the fact that people go to Reds games this season is astonishing to me. A thousand dollars on the Reds to win the National League Central. <laughs> If uh, if the unthinkable happens and and they can turn it around, that would end up paying out seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a thousand dollar bet. Again, I wish I wish I had that kind of money to just throw in a fire. Just you know that basically that quintessential you money, you know. <laughs> Maybe there should be a little bit more regulations as far as gambling goes. I'll, I'll say it right now. Like, maybe not. I, I, I think what you can and can't bet on, I think that's fine. This is more kind of on the other end, you know, on, on, on the casino's end, I think. Casinos and, and sports books, they should provide somebody... <laughs> Who just says, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like on something that's just outlandish like that, like a thousand dollars on the Reds to win the the Central this year. (laughs) 
just just have a just have a guy at a desk. No. Nope. You're done. Nope. No. <laughs> like I said, they 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 love themselves. They love themselves some reds down in Cincinnati. Uh, the NFL, uh, they've they've been trickling out more and more games as uh, as the week has gone on, leading up to the big schedule re- reveal tonight. Uh, some of those games, it's the uh, the the international series going to Germany, London, and uh, and Mexico City. You got Vikings and Saints in London. Giants and Packers in London. Both of those games on NFL Network. Broncos and Jags because we got to ship the Jags over once a year. And like I don't know what we did to what London did to us, you know, recently anyway. I mean, you know that that whole revolution thing. I, you know, that happened, but we kind of settled that. That going to be on ESPN Plus. <laughs> Broncos and Jaguars for for full on ESPN. Nope, ESPN Plus is where where that one winds up. Uh, Seahawks and uh, Buccaneers in Germany at uh, was it Alliance Arena? Allianz? I don't know. Uh, where Bayern Munich plays that on NFL Network, and then uh, Niners and Cardinals in Mexico City. At uh, at that giant stadium, Estadio uh, Azteca, on ESPN, uh, a Monday night game. That's the international series. Of course, you know you keep the NFL for some reason just can't keep London out of its mouth. Like they they really want to put the Jags there. <laughs> they really do. But I mean, international international expand. I don't think. That would work. I don't. I don't think players would be down for it. In fact, you talk to enough players about those international games, and they hate doing them. Imagine having a team there seventeen weeks a eighteen weeks a year. I guess eighteen weeks a year through a season like that much travel. You're going to make Seattle fly to London every so often. Come on. I, I, the NFL just needs to drop it as far as expanding to go play some games over there. Fine, whatever. Go go do what you got to do. I understand. You know they they love football over there. They've they've packed. Uh, they've packed Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for really a, a giant buffet of crap <laughs> every year. There like there hasn't been one really good game out of any of them. All of them have featured like a sub five hundred team at the time to- at the at that point. <laughs> like I don't I don't get it. I don't get why why do you have to have a team in London? You don't. Another team in Dallas, though. the uh, The mayor of Dallas is apparently bandying for that. Okay, so the Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in the NFL. Get it. And yes, huge draw, huge fan base. Playing one of the five most expensive stadiums built, like, ever. Okay, I get it. Mayor of Dallas is uh, is Eric Johnson. And and CBS put out this, this question on their NFL Twitter. It said, if the NFL announced a new expansion team, what city... Do you think most deserves it? And the mayor of Dallas, Eric Johnson, he says, Dallas, we're about to pass the Chicago Metro and become the number three Metro in the U.S., which would make us the largest U.S. Metro without two teams. Football is king here. Dallas needs an expansion team, and we would be able to sustain two NFL teams better than L.A. or New York. Hmm. He also says, we need an AFC team that plays in southern Dallas. They would never want a fan base or attendance or support from the city of Dallas. Who wouldn't want to see a Dallas versus Dallas Super Bowl in the city of Dallas? Me, Mr. Mayor! Me! Me! I just don't want to see the Cowboys in it, quite 
at any point, whether it's a, against a team from <laughs> southern Dallas or what. But southern Dallas, that, that's mainly the, the Frisco area area uh, in Dallas. Or, I'm sorry, no. Frisco is north of Dallas. Frisco is north of Dallas. And that's where a lot of population in that metro is heading, is, is Frisco. Um, you're not going to get another expansion team in Dallas. You're just not. That's just, you're not, you, you talk about L.A. not being able to support two NFL teams. Like, yeah, they're supporting the Rams. Got that. The Chargers, you know, are, like, that's another home game for some teams, depending on, on who buys all the tickets, quite honestly. The Chargers, I get, okay? L.A. as as a two-NFL team market, okay, take that shot all you want. New York, they support two teams just fine. They've supported the Jets and the Giants for years. They're still supporting them. They may not be going to all the games. Once December rolls around and you have, you know, a combined five wins between both of those teams, Sure, MetLife Stadium may not be filled. Okay, <laughs> who'd have thunk? Like, anyone wants to go sit in the wind of the Meadowlands in December. I get that. But it doesn't mean they're not supporting the team. It doesn't mean that they're not... Like, season tickets are still sold out for the foreseeable future for both teams. And just because you... you you'd be the largest Metro without two teams doesn't mean that you'd be able to support two teams. Everybody loves the Cowboys in Dallas. There's a lot of people who love the the Cowboys outside of Dallas, like everywhere. You're, you're not going to Dallas with two teams. No, no. Wouldn't you, you talk about not being able to sustain two NFL teams. There you go. Cowboy and Jerry Jones isn't gonna gonna allow anybody to move in on his turf. Hell, his his whole the the Cowboys headquarters and their practice facility is in Frisco. They're not gonna give that up. They're not gonna give up that territory. Yeah, mayor mayor of Dallas, I think maybe on something like something bad. Just I'm just saying. South Bend Cubs baseball coming up. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Budweiser's weekday sports beat, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. SOSDD, get yourselves witnessed. Put us out of our misery. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 